What's up people of Earth and welcome to The Watcher. My name is David Essa and in today's episode I'm going to be catching up on a lot of things that I've missed. Um, <clears throat> once again, sorry guys, I haven't been uploading. I have been missing days. I know, I know, it sucks. I was having major issues with um, uploading episodes. Um, and I spoke to the pe- lovely people at Anchor and they assured me that I would not have any more issues. They'd fix the problem. So we are back finally to our regularly scheduled programming um so yeah let me let me run through this got a lot to talk about today's episode got a lot to go through i'm gonna start off with uh some movie shit um men in black international um was uh was a movie uh it wasn't the best men in black movie it wasn't uh, a particularly good movie um, which which is upsetting because they had everything going for them you know they had two very dynamic uh, lead actors with a solid rapport in Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson so the fact that they couldn't make that work is, is pretty fucked up um, obviously the director of this movie was uh, he, he, he was in, in uh, he was the director of movie Friday so he has a comic uh, not a comic but a comedy history and a funny movie kind of history that was struggled like you know the humor struggled to be conveyed in this movie I feel like um, Camille Nanjiani was the only source of, of humor and it was just because he is a funny guy um, but yeah, I think portraying Hemsworth's character as this kind of jackass who's not safe for work and is just a horrible fucking person to work with. And then having Tessa Thompson come in as this bright-eyed optimist who has to now partner up with him and everything kind of just doesn't fit. It, it, the movie didn't make any sense. Uh, I think from here, the Men in Black franchise should dis- like they should seriously consider... A TV show um, and set it in Los Angeles because there's no better place to do it if, if you're talking about uh, patsies for, for immigrants and, and stuff with aliens there's no better place for, Los, uh, for it than Los Angeles uh, you make it like a buddy cop sort of uh, TV show um, and you bring back the classic sort of training day uh, essence to the story where it's you're the aged well-versed sort of tough as nails um, experienced cat and then you have this new younger kid coming in and showing the older person that there's new ways of doing things and there's this new sort of way of thinking that can be adapted to the same work uh, that sort of framework and that outline works for the film and works for the franchise so they probably should have stuck with it uh so yeah men in black was a good movie it obviously did well enough i suppose um it's 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 just it it wasn't enjoyable i didn't feel like i was watching a men in black movie and that sucks uh but moving on amazon prime have released a show uh called the boys uh it's pretty dope uh, it's Karen Fukuhara. I know is in it. I don't know anyone else in the show, but it's a 
it, it it seemed like from the trailers it seemed a little one punch manny where there's superheroes and these superheroes get put into the goddamn celebrity they've given they given fame and they get jobs and and shit like that and uh, one of them rises up above it and is like, you know what, screw this. You guys didn't want to make me a hero. I'm going to fuck shit up. And she fucks shit up. Uh, it looks interesting. It's out now. I think they are four episodes in or three episodes in. It's actually pretty dope. Really, really cool. I suggest watching it. Um, some more TV news. Jessica Jones obviously ending. Um, this season's been pretty good. I'm only about three episodes in. Uh, but they've gotten back on on track to their sort of sleuth detective mystery drama shit you know and um in the same vein as season one which is dope uh the show is kind of reverting to its original state and um yeah it's looking good i'm excited to see it end i think it's it's definitely worth a watch uh even though we know it's gonna end it's well worth a watch um just to you know bring the the marvel netflix universe into a nice close with a bow on top um now some 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 news guys some big big news um jj abrams is looking for some new property uh jj abrams obviously with his production company bad robot have been looking for a new home uh they are basically the, the biggest production company that that works under a banner and everybody wants them but it looks like warner media will win the bid uh for uh, for the the bad robot stakes um at a, i think it's like 500 million dollars or some shit like ridiculous um which is awesome because now jj abrams comes into the warner brothers um executive house and he gets to look at warner brothers ip warner brothers have comic book ip which is something that jj has been wanting to do since 2007 and um that comic book ip is dc so why not uh give jj abrams the dc universe give him all that ip uh obviously he'd want to finish his star wars shit but that's ending next year or the year after uh by 2020 by 2022 it should be wrapped up star wars should be kind of at its close give jj abrams the fucking dc universe let him run with it let him play with those toys um i'd love to see that and it should happen uh most certainly should happen i think jj in that capacity will be the best fit for the show uh i mean neo to run the show yeah and he's he's wanted to do comic book shit since 2006 so he's gonna be all in he's gonna be all chips in gonna go balls to the wall and do his best at fucking jj abrams i'd do it i'd definitely give him my universe if i was in charge um so yeah bad robot and jj abrams look like they're gonna be settling down with warner brothers meaning that jj will get his fingers on some pretty interesting ip um which excites me completely excites me um and a couple more some some more news um san diego comic con is around the corner 
uh, as we know, there's going to be a ton of cool shit happening. Um, Marvel is back this year, which is great. They finally have some shit to show us. So Marvel is going to be back in Hall H this year. Uh, super exciting stuff. Super cool. Um, DC, however, will not be making it. Well, which makes sense. I think they don't have anything to show us apart from some Wonder Woman stills, which they could just, you know, leak online. Um, so, yeah, DC won't be coming uh, to Comic-Con. Uh, Warner Brothers obviously will be. They have a ton of shit to show. I think they have, like, It and probably a Fantastic Beasts and... Um, what else falls in that vein? I think one other thing that I have no idea what it is. Um, but yeah, they have. I think they have three slots at Comic Con San Diego. Um, but it is going to be the biggest one. The, the second it, the Andy uh, Muschietti it. Um, that's going to be Warner Brothers kind of fucking centerpiece at Comic Con, which is fine. Uh, Stephen King verse, obviously dope. People love the, the first one. Um, they got a smattering of fantastic actors to fill in for this second one. Um, and, and why not throw all their chips in it? This fucking working franchise. It's a bankable shit. Uh, but yeah, no DC at San Diego, which sucks. It's the 50th anniversary of Comic-Con for those that don't know. So it's obviously going to be a super fucking cool one. They're going to do a lot of shit that's new. They're bringing a lot of shit back. Uh, I know there's definitely going to be a Stan Lee tribute this year. Um, probably in Hall H as Marvel start their, their in-depth look into whatever they're showing us. But let's discuss what Marvel could be showing us. Um, we could be getting um, uh, a ton of awesome things. We could get a Black Widow trailer. Uh, we could get uh, a couple of trailers for the many shows that they have coming. Your Loki, your WandaVision. What an unfortunate name. Uh, the Falcon and Winter Soldier show. Um, what else do they have coming? A whole ton of shit. Like, they have everything, you know. But also, they're going to give us very little. It's going to be... Um, it's going to be bittersweet having Marvel back at Comic-Con. Because they obviously have D23, which is Disney's version of, like, Comic-Con and uh, or the disney con and um that's where they do their biggest like that's where they'll probably do their bulk of their releasing and revealing and uh like their big big shit uh will happen in orlando um so whatever they're gonna show us in in san diego will probably be watered down it'll be the light version of whatever we're gonna see months later in orlando uh but I think it would be dope if they just take the week and come back in a big bad way and be like, you know, we missed you guys last year. Here's a ton of stuff. Here's Loki's trailer. Here's the WandaVision trailer. Here's the Falcon Winter Soldier trailer. And then just for shits and giggles, this is the plot story and trailer for the Black Widow movie we have coming out. Uh, do a panel with like Scarlett Johansson and whoever's in the movie. Apparently, there was a couple of set leaks. Um, and it looks like it's set in uh, the Budapesti sort of era, so it's definitely in the past. 
but it looks like it's taking us finally to Budapest, which means that Jeremy Renner could be in the movie as well. Hawkeye should feature. Um, maybe a younger Nick Fury shows up again. Uh, so Sam Jackson gets uh, more screen time, which is dope because it's Sam Jackson. Um, but yeah, shit's moving on that end and Marvel should kind of give us something dope. We missed them last year and they reveal it. D23 wasn't like the previous year wasn't the greatest thing ever. Um, obviously, it was the end game reveal and the end game interview. So it was dope and everyone was like frothing at the mouth. But uh they showed us a trailer it was the same trailer we'd seen months before and there was nothing new so i feel like they should pull themselves out of that stagnation and bring some new shit to comic-con with him and, and excite the people of our wonderful wonderful universe um like uh they've, they've been discussing the shang chi sh- uh, uh, movie uh, apparently david yen was reportedly met with for the role david i love david yen um you know he's he's a little older than i would have thought but it works you know he can fit the fully in the role of shang chi maybe we get that shit you know they bring out the shang chi movie and they're like all right this is what you're gonna see uh so marvel definitely holding all the cards right now um and they can blow us away at any point uh i'm excited for it i think um, everybody should gear up for it if you guys are going if you have tickets for San Diego Comic Con enjoy it this year it's going to be massive um, there's a couple of other panels that I want to discuss obviously the Arrowverse shit this is the last time we're going to see uh, Stefan Amell and uh, those cats at, at Comic Con as well as Arrow is ending this year um, well it's coming here so from October uh, the Flash panel is going to be lit they're going to introduce the new villain, uh, the new big bad for this season. Uh, Supergirl, if, if you're a fan of Supergirl, is probably also going to be good. I don't watch the show, so I don't know what's going on. Uh, but big news is there's going to be the crisis uh, uh, among Infinite Earths crossover episode this year. So there's going to be a panel for that from what I've seen from the CW News is they're going to have all four shows, Legends, Flash, Arrow, Supergirl, and probably Batwoman. Uh, so all five shows on one stage, and we're gonna, they're going to discuss the, the Crisis storyline. Um, Batwoman's picking up steam, opens October as well, with Flash and Arrow and Legends and all of that. Uh, the first season kind of looks um, introductive. In a sense, we're going to meet Cassandra Kane. And we're going to see what what Gotham is like. We're going to feel it out. There's obviously going to be the Batman winks like we had in the Flash episode where she showed up. Um, and the nods to the, the cowl and shit. Uh, we might see an Alfred. I'm not sure because uh, we, we don't know where, where Miss Kane stands in, in the, the sort of... Pe- universe at the moment is she she is running wayne enterprises we know this but gotham just looks bleak it looks like shit's completely run to the ground batman disappeared three months ago bruce is gone somewhere and she's just trying to keep shit afloat uh wayne enterprise is completely fucking abandoned the building is empty it's just her and she's gonna obviously try and save Gotham um 
What excites me is the fact that we only know of Ruby Rose at the moment, so they can just keep introducing us to characters and actors and actresses as the show goes on. So every week it'll be like a like a guest at Pokemon type of thing. We'll be like, oh fuck, this is this person. Oh, she's from this section of the comic book. Oh, that's dope. And that way kind of keep us involved and fresh. Because like how they, it's similar, gonna be similar to how they revealed kind of Flash, which was like episode 10 of season three of Arrow, where Barry shows up in, in, in Star City and he's like, oh yeah, this is, I got sent over from Central City CSI, my name's Barry Allen, everyone lost their shit. And we were like, oh, it's a Flash. And then we realized, oh, no, it's not the Flash, but he will become the Flash. And then the show started. Um, so they're gonna, it's probably going to fall in that vein where they have this um, sort of introduction to Batwoman and her behind-the-scenes cast. I'd love to see Alfred because you never get old of Alfred. I think he's synonymous with the, the Bat symbol. Uh, he has to be in the show, even if he just shows up in hologram form or fucking on a phone call, whatever. You need Alfred to be to have Batman or Batwoman. Uh, we're probably gonna end up seeing uh, the Birds of Prey. We're gonna definitely get a little bit more of the Arrow Rogues Gallery showing up. Maybe Deadshot, Deadshot comes back. Uh, Cupid. Uh, they teased to Harley Quinn in one of the Arrow episodes. Maybe she finally shows up in the CW universe. Um, we could definitely be introduced to a couple of the new sort of out there characters. Uh, Huntress could come back in a big bad way. Uh, who else in that pantheon kind of shared? Um, I don't know, but like what I'd love to see is the first season Batwoman faces Clayface. Uh, I know, I'm damn sure that Clayface would be an amazing villain to face. Um, I'd love to see that. Uh, but yeah, shit's moving on that. NCW is going to have a good year at the con. Uh, so is Sci-Fi. Uh, unfortunately, we've lost Deadly Class. It was a great show, but Sci-Fi is let it go and it doesn't look like anyone is picking it up. Uh, I suggest everyone go and watch the first season. It's still on uh, Sci-Fi's sort of on-demand thing their streaming service and uh you know the other way methods that i won't recommend wink wink um but definitely go watch it it was a great show it ends on a fucking cliffhanger which is upsetting because now it's over and we'll never know uh, but yeah it was a russo run project anthony and joe they produced it and it had a lot of star power it was Benedict Wong, Lana Condor, a lot of great actors and actresses coming in. Um, very sick concept based on a Dark Horse comic from like 77. Definitely go watch it. Give it a give it a look. Watch the first season. Maybe it gets saved. I don't know. Uh, moving on to some movie news. Uh, we got a Charlie's Angels trailer this week. Um, Charlie's Angels, obviously... Yo, the Mac G movies were staple. Them shits was the best. And, uh, you know, people loved them. I loved them. They were great. Um, and they were done well. I think they were definitely done very, very well. However, 
Um, I don't know if we need a new Charlie's Angels uh, movie. It, it's obviously it's Elizabeth Banks directed and produced it. She is going to be playing Bosley, uh, and the actresses they got are solid. In Naomi Scott, who's having a fucking amazing year, apparently she was uh, goddamn the Pink Power Ranger, and that led to Jasmine, and then now she's um, in uh, this this Charlie and Angels movie. Uh, but it, it the premise of the movie kind of looks like Naomi Scott's character has a piece of technology or software that needs to be protected. And the two angels bring her in and they're like, okay, this is our world and this is how we're going to protect you. And she's like, fuck, this is dope. I want to do this. And then she kind of joins the team. So it's, it's Elizabeth Banks directing and producing. You've got uh, Digimon Russo, who's amazing. He's going to be in this. Patrick Stewart is going to be in this. Uh, Elizabeth Banks is going to be Bosley, obviously. Um... Our angels are Kristen Stewart, Naomi Scott, and uh, Ella Baliska. Who I, 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 I don't know. I mean, it's cool, I guess. Uh, but honestly, I, I haven't seen a need for, for a new Charlie's Angels movie. I mean, they're definitely going to get money because it's Charlie's Angels and people you know, go gangbusters for this shit. Um... But yeah, uh, I mean, I'm not I'm not as excited as, as others would be uh, or are. Uh, but hey, I saw the trailer. I enjoyed the trailer. They might win me back. And who are we kidding? I watch everything. So I will definitely watch this at some point. Uh, but yeah, I think you know, we have a good version. Good enough. Charlie's Angels. Like, it feels like there's eight movies. I don't know if we need a new one. But we're getting a new one. So let's be thankful for it. Um... And yeah, it's Kristen Stewart, it's Naomi Scott, there's a lot of star power in there. They got Patrick Stewart and uh, Elizabeth Banks. Uh, she's been unemployed for all of 12 minutes, so I'm happy she's actually doing something. You know, uh, finally working again. Uh, but yeah, uh, Charlie's Angels. Let's get excited, I guess. Uh, something I am actually excited for uh, is uh, Enola Holmes. Uh, a little unknown character sort of a nancy drew uh esque sort of character she is the younger sister of sherlock and minecraft holmes and they are making a movie of her and uh she is going to be portrayed by millie bobby brown who is uh from stranger things uh awesome awesome actress we've known this she's become probably the biggest symbol of dopeness over the last couple of years. Uh, and Henry Cavill is finally going to get to play a British dude. He's going to be Sherlock Holmes. Uh, and play Enola's sort of older brother. Um, for those of you that don't know, Enola Holmes is the younger sister of Sherlock and Minecraft Holmes. She is also a detective. So again, Nancy Drew kind of-esque sort of thing. And uh, I think the premise of this movie is it's going to be Sherlock and Minecraft are either in trouble or cannot solve a case. And she takes over and solves the case. Easy, clean cut. 
Henry Cavill's finally going to be British again, which is dope. Uh, and it's it's adding in another fantastic actor into the Sherlock, the growing Sherlock Holmes universe. Uh, we've had Downey, we've had Cumberbatch, we've had uh, Pharrell, uh, you know, Will Ferrell. Uh, been amazing. His Sherlock Holmes was the best. Uh, but also I'd be interested in, in kind of seeing this other side of the Sherlock Holmes world where his sister gets explored and you see the dynamics of their family and you can kind of understand why none of them like each other. Um, so yeah, definitely going to be a good movie. It's going to be worth a watch. Excited for it. Waiting for it to come out. Um, and then uh, I've got some news. Some some DC news. Um, do you guys remember when we had a Flash? And it was dope and Ezra Miller ran funny and people were like, oh, it's the Flash. Uh, and then they were like, oh, we're going to make a Flashpoint movie. And everyone was like, oh, dope. And we saw like a shit ton of fan art for this Flashpoint movie. And it got us excited and it got us wet. And we were all ex- like did ready. And then nothing happened for four years. And we've just been sitting, waiting and waiting. Uh, Ezra Miller has taken a full on role of taking care of the Flash movie. He's making sure that he stays the Flash by getting his shit together. He's writing a script and Warner Brothers and DC were like, oh, he's showing initiative. Let us show some too. And Andy Muschiette, um, Muschiet, who direct, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. I think it's either Muschiette or Muschiette, uh, di- who directed It, who's directing the second It movie. Um has been in talks to direct The Flash or a Flash movie. Uh, I'd love it. I think it would be awesome because it's it's someone who's who Warner Brothers obviously have uh, a rapport with and who they who they have screened and are like oh you are worthy to work on on the Warner Brothers lot so they they won't get in the way of his filmmaking process uh, which has been the biggest issue with Warner Brothers. Um, So yeah it's exciting shit. If this happens I know Ezra Miller is going to crush it because he's a fantastic actor. But also, um, the director they have is creative. And he's going to take risks and, t- and take liberties. And it's going to help the character grow and build. So if it happens, I'd be super excited. It's a fantastic fa- uh, comic book house, obviously, and character. It's The Flash. Uh, so I'm, I'm definitely excited. A lot of things are happening. A lot of things are falling our way. For, for us nerds, things are going our way. Um, we uh, have some new movies out. Jumanji dropped recently and it's doing amazingly well. Uh, according to comic book, uh, not comic book, uh, according to College Humor, it's the best video game movie ever. Uh, just because of it, it actually follows video game logic and it just fits the the goddamn graph of a video game movie um i don't know i i for one i'm not a massive fan of the rock or kevin hart i'm still gonna watch the movie because they're both fantastic at their job and charming as hell so um yeah jumanji 2 is a success which we expected uh hobbs and shaw comes out this week if you're a fast and the furious fan still um yeah that's that's all I have for that. Um, what else happened that I missed? 
Let's see. Ah, thanks to the wonderful guys at the uh, comic book gods. For those of you that know and listen to Anchor, they are on the on the Anchorverse side of side of things. They're also podcasters. Uh, they put me on to Krypton, which is a dope show. Uh, kind of an Elseworlds story about Superman's grandfather. Uh, which when I heard, I was like, oh, I don't really want to see a Superman prequel. And then I realized, oh, it's, it's not a prequel. I started watching it. And uh, this week on Fat Man Beyond, Kevin Smith and Mark Bernardin's podcast, they had an interview with him. Uh, well, with the lead actor from Krypton, Cameron Cuff, who plays Superman's grandfather. And he was like, uh, you know, it's it wasn't a prequel. It was... It's, it's an Elseworlds story where it's like a lot of shit happens. For those of you listening that haven't watched it, I'm going to spoil a little bit of it. Just season one. Uh, so the premise of season one is basically Zod goes back in time to save Krypton. And basically wills Superman out of existence. So Zod, in essence, wins. Uh, and that's, that's the show. And it's fucking dope. They fight Brainiac. And Brainiac shows up on Krypton and uh, they banish him to the Phantom Zone and a whole lot of shit happens. Doomsday is in the show. This season they have Lobo. Uh, So yeah, Krypton was the show that us nerds should have been watching. It's uh, fantastic and it's beautiful and I suggest that if you want to get on board with the show, go and watch that interview with Cameron Cuff uh, because he sells the show so beautifully. Like he genuinely loves the shit and you can see it and hear it in his voice and feel it uh and he kind of was the final straw for me going okay fuck i'm watching this show uh and it's super dope man like i would suggest watching it it's fucking amazing uh the concept and the acting and the production value is so dope they build their own fucking sets everything that you see is practically it's there it's practical even the fucking doomsday is like a massive tool breathing emoting puppet that obviously gets cgi'd when he's moving but like he's there um so yeah go check out krypton it's well worth it season two is about four episodes in or three episodes in you've still got time to catch up it's 10 episodes um i suggest doing it it's well worth it you will not regret watching that shit um and then some some big news that we heard uh, from from Kevin Smith and Mark Bernard, and they finally got a show. I think for for fans of them, when you listen to their podcast, like Kevin will be like, "Oh man, you know the Green Lantern movie could have been so much better." And then he turns to Mark, and Mark gives this fucking amazing breakdown of what he would have done. And he makes bad movies good. Even sometimes he makes good movies better, just because he's that creative. They finally gave them a show, and. Um, the internet's kind of been guessing at a lot of shit. Uh, so far, no one is right, according to the two of them. Uh, so I think I might make my guessing game. I would love to see Kevin Smith run the question. Because we all know he's been wanting to do that since he was like... Well, since he fucking decided to start getting involved in the comic book world. Which was since the beginning. Uh, so if they give Kevin Smith and Mark Bernard a question show, I would lose my shit. It looks like they're going to be discussing it at Comic-Con. And we will get a reveal at Comic-Con. They keep talking about how fast it's moving. So there's a lot to be excited for, guys. Shit's happening. Shit's moving. And we're getting a lot of good stuff. This year is coming off wonderfully. 
uh, Spider-Man comes out this week. Uh, so by this weekend, you will have a review from The Watcher. I promise this. Uh, Lion King as well. You will get a review for Lion King also. Um, yeah, I'm going to go buy gangbusters this weekend. Just watch movies. Um, yeah. Uh, again, sorry for the delay and the not being consistent on the recording and releasing. Everything's going to be back to normal now, I promise. Uh, but yes, thanks for sticking with it. You guys on Twitter have been great. And in Insta- on Instagram, staying in the fucking DMs and keeping me you know, up to date on shit that you guys want me to talk about. And keeping me up to date on shit that I need to know. And making sure that you guys are still here, even though I'm not you know, pushing premium content. So thank you. Uh, and I will see you guys probably this weekend for a Spider-Man review. Peace.